I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you here with me. You know, this world that we live in places high value on beauty, and I'm a fan of beauty, but the value that the world puts on us is an external beauty. And in God's economy, things are a little different. He looks at the heart. He values inner beauty because we are all created in his image. So in his eyes, we're all beautiful on the outside. So he's focused on the inside. Well, we're going to talk to someone today who has spent a life, uh, uh, not her entire lifetime, but a significant portion of her life uh, in pageants where, uh, again, you're focused on the external. And that's great. I'm not down on that kind of thing. But she realized at some point that there was something more important. And so I'm excited for you to hear her story. Her name is Tressa Lemke. She comes to us from uh, the cooler side of the border these days up in Canada. She's also the founder of Esther Touch Women, and we'll explain uh, what that ministry is and the beauty of it. So I'm glad you're here today. If you're watching live or in the replay, either way, we appreciate your comments. If you are watching live, chat is open. You can jump in on this one anytime you want. Tressa, how are you doing today? I am excited to be here, as I have said to you a couple times. I'm kind of in shock, but God is, he's good, and he orchestrates our steps. So it's a blessing to be here, Randy. Wow. I'm very, very touched. And it, it's it's great to have you. You've been on a lot of television. You've been on a lot of stages. So this is this is an easy one. It's just a Zoom call. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm if you all saw what happened a few minutes ago, it might not be that easy to set it up at <laughs> home, but uh, we, we won't go there. Yeah, that, that's home. why there's things is like rehearsals and backstage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like yeah. Know, but no, it, it's good to have you here. <laughs> Take Thanks. us back a little bit, um, if you would, so that we can see the journey that God's brought you on, because that's that's the beautiful part. Um, yeah. To uh, a little bit of how you were raised and, and how uh, you have your own prodigal journey hmm. well you know as a little girl I knew of church and I went to church from time to time but it really was not until I was older so in my early 20s that I started to see really what God and following Jesus was all about it doesn't mean that I immediately surrendered my will for his mm. but I had a taste of what it was to be a Jesus little girl I mean you know, the Gideon Bibles that they used to give out in school. I remember writing my name in, in it after a VBS, hmm. and I gave my heart to the Lord. And the beautiful thing about, I think, that beginning for me is that he never stopped calling my name. Yeah. So every time I went away from him or said, hey, why don't you come my direction? I don't want to go your direction, even though I never said it. My actions showed that. He never stopped pursuing me. And later in my life, things did not turn out the way that I would have envisioned, you know, because I used to dream about getting married and having four children and, you know, living happily ever after. And I never really ever, Randy, wanted to do any of the world that I ended up working in. It was never on the forefront of my, my agenda, if you will. Mm. And uh, 
but God's grace and sweet calling of my name never ceased. Mm. And mm. and that's that's the core foundation of my message is that he never stops calling your name. Yeah. And he knows you. So to give that a little deeper meaning, um, walk us through some of what the world would call your success, because I think on the outside, people would be like, wow, she's, she's got it all. She's living the life. But yeah, yeah, as we know, you weren't, but what did that look like for a season? Well, long season, more than one season, probably Mm -hmm. like a a decade or two. Um, It was superficial. It was always based on what title I had. And then I became a professional model And so the expectations that I either put on myself or that really truly was, you know, expected by the industry was that I had to measure up. I had to always have my hair and makeup on. And of course, I did my hair and makeup for today. But I'm at a place in my life that at 60, I realized some days you have your makeup on, some days you don't. My identity was so wrapped up in who I was in the industry. So even to the point where when I had my final pageant title, even though I was still modeling, I can remember thinking, oh, I'm 25 now. I no longer have a title. Who am I? Mm. I literally remember subconsciously thinking that, even though nobody said it to me. So Jesus and who I was, was more just, well, I know he's, Jesus loves me. This I know, right? Mm. For the Bible tells me so. But I didn't know him as Holy Spirit guiding my steps. Was I super superficial? No, I wasn't. But I was so insecure because everything that I did um, resulted in how I looked and how I pulled myself together. So Mm -hmm. the success was not because the Tressa that had no makeup on and, 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 and I don't know if you know this, but I developed bulimia and I struggled with that for a long time. And God has delivered me. It's like I am a walking miracle that that is not my daily system to stay healthy and, and you know, slimmer, I guess. Mm. I mean, I'm still work. I'm still working at 60 because mm. they can airbrush all the crow's feet, you know. <laughs> um, but and I always say I'm going to do a Depends commercial soon, right? <laughs> for sure. Um, but the, the thing is. It took me a long time to get to that place. And it took the renewing of my mind, knowing what God's word says, knowing that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made just the way I am. Mm -hmm. And and again, my story includes, and I can just jump to this, this is kind of where things radically came face to face with me as to who I really was. And that was, I had an abortion in 1993. I was going through a divorce. I found myself in that situation. I did not know the Lord intimately enough to trust him in my disobedience that he would still make a way and so i had a two-year-old my sweet daughter samantha there was a a lot of mess i just didn't know him enough to know that even in that choice he could have redeemed it and restored so it was the beginning of me surrendering my life to him because i realized that the person i was on the outside to everyone that knew me was not genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't, I was like four people in one, mm-hmm. you know? So well, I, I have a couple of questions. And since you brought it up, I, I do, I do want to ask you about that because I know that's a very uh, painful part of a lot of women's past, um, mm-hmm. and, which requires uh, a level of redemption and forgiveness that 
sometimes we don't think is possible for us. It's possible for everyone else, but not for ourselves sometimes. Uh, but yeah. I, I have a question before we, we get to that. And, and in your years of, of, of pageantry modeling, um, I mean, and, and if that's if that's your career, I mean, I don't I don't see anything inherently wrong with that. Right. But what were you looking for? What were you, was there mm. something you were trying to fill in that? That's a great question. I have to say, not really. It was something that I kind of fell into. You know, mm. someone said, hey, hey, um, we need someone to run for Miss Teen Winnipeg. That was my first of <laughs> the many pageants. And I was like, oh, people will think I'm really arrogant and think I'm all that if I go in it. So, and and I lived, that was my first comment. And then I was first runner up and winning that position allowed me to get my foot in the door for modeling free. Mm. And here it is, 45 year career. You know, radio and television, I've been a broadcaster. That, I never took a day's training, but when I was Miss Manitoba, Somebody said, what do you do? And I said, well, I do this and this. And I'm a figure skating coach. And, you know, and I said, and I'm a DJ when we called it that. And <laughs> next thing, next thing I know, and a small station, like, yeah. like with like three control buttons. And that began my now career in that industry. And so my, my point is, I didn't really have an agenda, but it's back to your question. Through all of that, my identity fell into what I was doing. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know, I hadn't heard what God said about me. So it wasn't until 1996 when I wept before the Lord and I said, I am such a fake, like to myself, which is the most dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, I've done this and this and everything played in my mind, Randy, like a movie where all the editing pieces are on the floor that you don't want anyone else to see. And he allowed me to look and then I cried and I'm like, God, I'm such a mess. Everybody thinks I got it all together and I'm so insecure and I'm, I'm, you know, everything. And then he took me to Jeremiah 29, 11 for, I know the plans for you mm -hmm. and the word hope and a future to be applied to me when I confessed my abortion and everything and divorce and everything was just such a gift and that was the seed of where you find me today you know yeah yeah uh, so to get to the point of, of hopelessness because again i mean you're getting opportunity after opportunity you know people, half our audience when you said you're 60 well 90 percent of our audience went she's 60 the other 10 percent are just listening to the audio so they wouldn't know <laughs> right but so i mean thank you well, you know my point is that you you you're having success but you felt hopeless. And, and that's a people are like, wow, you know, of all, all things, what I'm, I'm curious about one thing. So you had a, a two year old daughter. So you're around 28 when you had your, your first child, uh, you married? Tw 20, 25, 25. And I was, I was 25 ish. And I was expecting Samantha forcing the marriage. It did not last long whatsoever mm. because it wasn't rooted in you know that longevity of a relationship sure, it was sure. like oh let's cover this up you know kind of thing <laughs> right. i mean and that's the truth of it. and i remember thinking i hope this lasts mm. we're not supposed to go down the aisle thinking that you mm. know but but again that shows you the deception to myself right. see when we when we deceive ourselves that's the worst yeah. because god can't even get a word into your brain because you just don't even want to listen so, so so that that falls apart and then you're pregnant again and it's 
where you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember being uh, extremely fearful because Samantha was two. Yeah. And I thought, I can't afford to live at this point. My, my grandmother used to help me every month. She mm-hmm. was very much a blessing in my life. And um, I just remember thinking, like, the courts will take her away. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and that is not justifying anything. Like, let's be clear. No, I, I, know, just, I know. No, but no, no, please do explain it because we wonder, you know, what would put a woman in a position where she would consider right. that. And, and, and the reality is there are very real situations and we need to understand that, especially us pro-lifers, mm-hmm. right? So please, well, yeah. I want to understand so that we have compassion. Well, and I appreciate even the opportunity. In fact, recently, uh, in the last year and a half, there's a Bible called Hope from Pregnancy Care Canada. Uh, and my my story is in there. Love it. And when I named my baby, even though I didn't know for sure if it was a boy or girl mm-hmm. at six weeks, I didn't. But I named her Tabitha. I gave her a legitimate name because I know she's with the Lord. But in my case, going back to what I said a little while ago, I did not know the Lord enough to know that in the midst of even a situation like that, that he could ever supply my needs right. if I just trusted him. Right. And, I, and I, if I can just say this real quick, there was a young lady at our church uh, probably five years ago now. Our pastor said, Tressa, can you go talk to her? I know she's contemplating an abortion like in two days. She had the appointment. Mm. I prayed with her. I ended up driving her home. I spent a few hours with her and I said, I want to hold your baby Mm. in nine months from now. You cannot do what I did because I live with that. And, And honestly, Randy, despite the fact that I know that God has covered that as well as every other thing that I have done knowingly, not knowingly, on purpose, rebelliously, God's grace is something I needed to say to her. He can help you right now. And even though you're in this situation and you're a believer and you think, how did I get here? I said, trust me that when I hold your baby, you are going to be so thankful because you will see what God will supply Mm. while you have all these needs. Mm. And we do have that picture, which, you know, sometimes I share it with people that are close, but she came to me, here he is, and he is the sweetest. And so that is one life that my openness, I guess, for sure has has saved and yeah so you know yeah which uh, again is a wonderful opportunity because uh, you know when when a woman has an abortion i'm obviously not a woman i I can't Mm -hmm. relate entirely but i i can i have empathy for that situation uh and i what i do know from those who have been through it is is that that cuts deep and it it, very deep it it, it, it creates something that that you can't you can't go back on uh, you can't. How? Yeah. How did you? You mentioned that that was the turning point for you. But but walk mm-hmm. us through that because women who are stuck there need to hear the the mm. forgiveness and and the healing that you found. Well, I think going back to the time when I opened my word, the word when I confessed everything to the Lord, and the I don't know if you've ever been in a place when you think cannot believe I did what I just did. And then you're just like so heavy. And in my case, that day, that morning, November 1st, 1990, um, 1993 was the first time that I faced myself. It took me three years to still pull things to the place where I'm starting to follow the Lord. But that was the morning. 
it was the, it was his word that was alive. I can hardly explain it except that I knew that God and I knew that we were having a moment mm -hmm. because the presence of the Holy Spirit was so thick. Mm -hmm. And and I've been raised to be aware of the Trinity, the full Trinity, you know, not just saved and say, well, Jesus, and but Holy Spirit's presence. Yeah. And, and knowing that out of that big old book that I opened right to Jeremiah 29, 11 at the moment. Now, some could say, well, you know, you could have opened up to anything. Yeah, I could have, but I didn't. And God said, I love you despite, I am not going to banish you saying, I can't believe you did that. In fact, I, I, I said to a girlfriend this morning, we were praying, you know, before I got on the show. And I said, you know, the thing that really got me this weekend. And for some reason I had a, a different revelation of the word grace. The word grace is, Hey, I'm the one that's giving it to you. I'm the one that's calling you back. So when you do something and you think you cannot, that's not my voice telling you that. Right. That is the enemy saying, you've gone too far. There's no way you knew better. You shouldn't have done it. Why did you do it? Like how blank, blank can you be stupid, dumb, mm. whatever word, you know? And, and I knew it and I, and I faced him. And instead of finding, get away from me, it was, I've been waiting for you to take a look. And now come to me. So the, the, the beauty of that is I can hardly put words to because that is the heart of God. And, and, right? and I, I know I know the, the Adam tendency that we all have is that when we mess up, when we make a mistake, uh, you know, we judge ourselves in a lot of ways harsher than God does. And, and I, it, it, just try if you can to put into words what you experienced when you brought your worst to God? Because I know it wasn't mm -hmm. condemnation. <laughs> right. No, that's a, that's a great question. And I pray I can say it the way that he did. I just felt embraced by him. I mean, it's the coat of many colors. Like You just know, like, God was like, I've been waiting for you to trust me. I've got plans for your life. I haven't, see, here's the thing too, Randy, is that, you know, as people get to know the material, or not the material, but the the secular side of me, you know, my industry, sure. I've always been apologetic of it since I became a Christian, because I've been so fearful of women judging me mm. based on the industry I work in mm. and or have come from. Mm. So instead of being you know, the one that's like, oh, I've done this and this. I, I just like, I do want to say, like, I didn't plan my life the, this way. It's kind of happened. But God can use it because that's where the lies come from. The yeah. lies come from the industry that says you've got to look this way. And again, yeah, I did my hair and makeup, of course. Like, I'm not going to roll out of bed and come on the show. Um, but I also know that tomorrow morning when this all gets washed down the drain tonight, I'm still Tressa and I'm still valuable and I'm still can be used of the Lord and with or without makeup, with or without nails, it doesn't matter because like my grandchildren who love me just for being grandma, mm. they want my words, they want my time, they want truth to be shared. In fact, if I can just because I don't want to forget to say this, if you don't mind, um, my beacon, I guess is the right word 
for doing my ministry is that I want to leave a legacy for my little summer to read and know what did grandmom think about real beauty and yeah. your value and your identity yeah. because I, I don't want her to know all the other stuff without knowing the truth. Uh, you know, I, I love that. That, that says that in a lot of ways, just kind of a log line, if you know the term for, for what God's done in your life, you know, that that's mm -hmm. what's important to you. Now I want to show people real quick, your website. This is oh, okay. this one of the best URLs I've seen from a guest. It's Tressa.ca, and I love well, the simplicity, <laughs> right? So Tressa you know <laughs> is her first name, and .ca is for Canada, for all, all of you self-absorbed yeah. Americans who don't understand what that means. <laughs> uh, and and so this is the website. You, you can catch up with her. If you want to come speak, you can do all the invitation stuff. Sure. But what were you going to say about that before I go into this? Well, I was going to say that I absolutely used to dislike my name because it wasn't Teresa, it wasn't Trisha, you know. I would always have to spell it. And then when I discovered I could have Tressa.ca, I was like, okay, I like it now. Yeah, it's yeah. simple. <laughs> right. no, it's, it's what, you, those are hard to get a good one. Okay, but see, I, I want to ask you about something on it. Uh, this is okay. the Esther Touch or Minister. Yes, yes, yes. And, and because this is the message that, that God has given you through your experiences um, mm -hmm. and through your the, the industry that that he takes all the things in our life in our yeah. lives and makes something beautiful out of it so don't ever be ashamed Amen. of that by the way so yes, explain yes, to people what you. your message is now Sh sure so um, when I started to speak uh, in a more public way the seed of my ministry was actually modeling modesty because whether you're born with any shape, what have you, you need to conceal it. So I felt called very much to minister to women about the importance of modesty. And being a model and being in pageants, those are usually the opposite directions <laughs> right, women go. Right. And I see it, I'm just going to be straight with you, I see it on the platforms in the churches, and I see it everywhere. And there's little things that women can do to be modest. And I always say the three B's are for the bedroom and the bathroom. And that's your bust, your belly, and your bottom. <laughs> and uh, and and so initially, Randy, when I started to do a ministry, I actually called it Beautiful Inside and Out, God's Way. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, well, I am a girl who wears makeup, so it's not quite how God started me off, but you know, whatever. Um, but then over the years of pageants, a lot of women would say, you remind me of Esther, you know, God's using you. And so I, I, I thought, well, I guess, you know, I mean, and, and Esther is, is a woman that we want to emulate. You think about she had a heart after God. She was she she had a purpose. And so when I was producing my first conference, the Lord reminded me of Esther and he gave me at a red light the Esther touch. Mm. He said, I want women to have a quality about them that stands out called the Esther touch. She's a woman who is eternity minded. She is surrendered to the will of God and secure in him and him alone. She has to have a thankful heart, which means she's not always wanting more. Sometimes I have to remind myself when I'm going shopping that I have enough. <laughs> um, but you know what the most important part on the T is? Because I use it as an acronym. I should have said that at the beginning. No, yeah, I'm with you. Is, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep track and you'll kind of pick up. Um, um, is that she has a teachable heart. Uh, if you don't have a teachable heart, God cannot use you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do not know it all. Yeah. 
And it doesn't matter whether you've been in this industry or you're doing something else. We all have something to learn and glean from someone older and someone younger. And then um, the, uh, the H is for honesty and for humility. So a woman with the Esther touch is open with the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's humble in her demeanor because you can't put yourself ahead. And in our world where there's so much narcissistic everything, Mm. everywhere, I mean, let's just go online for two minutes. You know, I I live live in that world where everything's, oh, you know, I'm doing this. And so I do tend to try to be mindful of what's my why? Why am I sharing something? You know, what's my why? Is it, you know, I shared about being on the show today because I knew I needed prayer. And I am excited what God's doing. But I also wasn't like, well, I'm going to be over here, you know. Anyway, so then moving on with the acronym, E, the second E is for engaging. I want to be engaged with other people because if I'm going to be a catalyst in which people can or a bridge to find out about Jesus, I cannot be afraid to talk with people. And I need to go in the God confidence and speak when I'm supposed to speak and not speak when I'm not supposed to speak and just but at the same time make yourself look that you are appear that you're actually caring about other people and I can say that that was something that in my world you know everybody's like what's Tressa doing you know and I'd always tell them because they'd ask and I know I went through a season where I didn't ask as much the other direction of which I'm embarrassed to say but it it's just something you mature into and then the other one is to be enthusiastic like I love the Lord Hmm. and I don't care where I go. I don't preach at people, but I sure do not keep my stories of the goodness of God to myself. Yeah, yeah. So I, I share that. And then the R is multiple words. And we do, these are like the main ones. And then we expand, um, you know, with the, with the future program. We're working on that for 2024. But the other is she is redeemed by the blood of the lamb. She is being restored. And because of those two very important things to remember, that the one with the Esther touch has, she is radiant. Mm. And that's what draws other people to them. Yep. Yep. What is it that, that she has? Because I need to know about it. And yep. his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Yeah. And you know, true radiance doesn't come from the brand of makeup that you wear or Mm-mm. what you put in your hair. It, it, you know, physical beauty is only skin deep. Spiritual beauty goes all the way to the bone. <laughs> you know, mm. amen. Uh, amen. I, just, I, I love what God's done and continues to do in your life. Uh, Thank and you. you go, you, you, the more you open your mouth and share of his goodness with other people, I think the more fabulous stories you'll have, like the one uh, with the baby that you, you held. So mm. I, I love it. Thank I you. appreciate you. Praise sharing. God. It, did, is there anything you want to mention before I let you go? Um, is it okay if I promote our talking with Tressa that we're trying to, launch is that all right uh, it's okay just no it's not it's yeah. not out there yet this is what's coming in work, no. you're working on for right. 2024 yeah tell us what it is uh, Absolutely. No, t- actually uh 2023 we're actually going to start just okay. a few weeks okay. and it's just it's just casual interviews on a youtube channel you know i'm yep. being older i'm navigating through all that uh we do have guests already lined up and i'm hoping that it'll give them a platform from people around the world, because I, you know, in our connections that we often get because of the world we're in, mm-hmm. uh, there's some amazing stories of God's goodness, and I just want to give them the opportunity to tell me a story of the mm-hmm. great things He's done, and and 
so it's it's just like any other talk show interview program. So it's not like re reinventing the wheel. But um, I used to do it on a cable network, and it wasn't Christian like 30 years ago. So the fact that we're bringing it back is being obedient to the 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 idea to bring it back online, which kind of terrifies me. But ah, no, what? no, I love it. I love <laughs> you know we thrive on stories. Storytelling is the oldest craft uh, known to mankind. Uh, and so you, you tell those stories. And it sounds like you're ahead of schedule because the magazine article I read said 2024. So if you're launching in a couple of um, weeks, good for you. Yeah. Well, that's the um, Esther Touch 12. So that's the mentorship kind of where people, oh, okay. Where, okay. Where, yeah, where women can join and work through the Esther Touch over a one-year period. Because I don't believe that full transformation can be done in a weekend conference. Yeah. And so we're going to break down the attributes and characteristics that a godly woman should aspire to have. Someone like Esther, Proverbs 31 woman. And so that's what we are preparing in, in 2024. But yeah, so that's kind of what's see, going on. You know, and see when you when you surrender completely to the Lord, as you found out, yeah. he, he just brings wonderful things into your life starting with yeah. the the inner work and the healing mm. uh, and then and then establishing the identity you know who you are then you can find your purpose and then you get to do the fun things like you're doing so love it praise god love what thank love you. what's what you're doing thank you for sharing with us thank you so much for having me on the invitation was humbling and exciting so thank you <laughs> well and you'll be extending those invitations well you already are so we'll see more of well, those you may can maybe you'll be on my show look at that <laughs> uh, well if, if it's, it has anything to do with beauty or women i'm probably the wrong person for that but <laughs> well that's when i bring my husband in and then we're going to talk to couples so we ah. kind of have like a, a twofold yeah so my husband ron is going to join me as a co-host and okay. and um so yeah so no it there's actually it's not just about that in fact it's not even just that it, it, it will be very broad which i'm excited about because that avenue is one one facet of, of yeah. people right so Lo anyway love it, love it. And, thank and by you. the way i enjoyed talking to your husband when we were in orlando oh thank you uh, in fact he Mine was Rowan. because i mean i don't know if it's you're canadian or or if it's because you're trying to hide your past but he's the one that started telling me a little bit about what god ah. had done in your life and i went oh okay uh, I want to hear more mm. about this. So Aww. you can blame him. I did for not this know interview. that. Uh -huh. I, oh, he did not tell me that. No, I was like, it. "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, we were anyway. Well, again, it was such. I'm gonna have to talk to him <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would deny it, but it's on the air, so I can't. Okay. okay yeah. Well, this is true. All right, Tressa.ca. That's the website. And Tressa, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. And thank it looks you. just like this. So check it out. Follow her and look for the the show coming soon, where she's talking to other people. I know you'll like it. And most of all, know that you are created in the image of God. You are beautiful, and God wants to make you as beautiful on the inside as he knows you are uh, but only he can make you that way inside. so give your life to him and he can do wonderful things appreciate you guys being here hit share like subscribe and we'll see you again next time here on life today live